Thank you, Jesus. Sandra, I'm so thankful. I know the congregation is so thankful that the Lord preserved you. And we, we give him thanks for that. That was a really eventful morning. Um, that's the beauty of having uh, the ability to text with one another. It's almost like a concierge pastor, you know. And uh, uh, it's funny, though, because and what she told me was, she said, you know, I'm in trouble when my texts are short. <laughs> But we do know that God knows how to provide. And I, I speak with this congregation that I know what Dr. Lay said. I have ultimate trust in him. But the Lord preserved you, and the Lord is just going to watch over this. And for whoever here might be uh, one, or there may be more than one, that Les received that word from regarding from the Lord regarding being free and delivered from the fowler, I just stand in agreement with that for each of you. I know Les already said it, but I feel such an unction. Not that he didn't do a good enough job with it. It's the word the Lord gave him. But I, I just ask that the Father would encourage you and fill you with confidence that you are free. And, you know, there's so many ridiculous things that come against people in life, isn't it? And you think, Sometimes you think, oh, God, I can't believe I'm even dealing with this. But God is with you in all of it. And, and when you overcome, it's, it's not, the promises don't come to those who avoid. It comes to those who overcome. Amen? And so we speak the, the spirit of overcoming from our Lord over each of you. And, um, you know, and I also, I also want to... Uh, to say uh, a special blessing over Ruth and Sam Jones who are with us today. And we, we as a congregation ask that the Lord would simply pour out his spirit and his strength into both of you. And um, I know that there's a reason that he led you to be here today. And so we ask that the spirit of the Lord would do a work, do a miracle. And that's the way, that's the way God moves. You know, it reminded of the woman with the issue of blood who came. She didn't say anything. People didn't know who she was. People didn't know what her situation was, but she knew. and She obeyed the Lord, and when she did what God said to do, God touched. Even the disciples said, oh, wait, what are you talking about? Who touched you? There's that old, that's the original version of that song, He Touched Me. Who touched me? You know, I'm just joking. But, but God knew, and God will do that. So we speak blessing over both Ruth and Sam today. It's good to have you here. I do want to also ask that you pray. This weekend is a very important weekend for the ministries that the Lord has given to us as a Saints Network. Uh, this Saturday morning, particularly at nine o'clock, I'm going to be meeting with the leaders of the church in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and we from, from this church are launching a, a Saints Network curriculum that's going to be taught each week by their church and then is going to be um, embraced by the many other churches there throughout Brazil. And, um, but this week is the first meeting where I meet with their, the appointed teachers from that church and go over what outline that I've put together for this particular course and um, 
So be in prayer. Then right after that, we're meeting with the leaders in Western Europe and talking um, with them about, uh, you know, doing a question-answer kind of a, um, of a discussion regarding what uh, Elder uh, Denise from uh, our brother, our, our, our sister church in Tampa has already taught them. So the whole morning Saturday is going to be interesting, meeting with leaders from two different continents. And, um, you know, we feel real confident with the fact that the Lord has laid this before us and we're prepared, but we need God's Spirit. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by His Spirit. And so we thank, we thank the Lord for, um, for that opportunity. So let's be in prayer. Now, one other thing about prayer, and then we'll get into the Word. I, I mentioned last Sunday, as we shared from the book of Malachi, about writing the book of remembrance, which God really impressed upon our hearts to be doing. Um, I, I mentioned last week that at the end of this month, one week from today, uh, May 29th, we're going to be doing something a bit different on Sunday morning. It's our communion Sunday, but we're going to be giving testimony of how God has worked with us each day as we as individuals have wrote, written down this book of remembrance uh, for your life. And I, I don't know what you're, you've experienced, but it's been very interesting each day as I've spent time just specifically, like an appointment before God, writing down the things that God has done and said on behalf of what he's given us to do and to be in these days. And there are so many of these things that, that God has done, so many of these ways that God has intervened, so many of these ways that we know his powerful presence has enveloped us. Just in writing them down, I filled pages. And every day it's just fruitful in, in such a glorious way of commune with the Father. So I encourage you to continue to do that in your own personal life. And um, uh, now when I say that, I know I run the risk of people saying, well, I didn't get a hundred of them every day. And don't beat yourself down. You're not me. I'm not you. And I'm, I'm sure we're both grateful for that. But, you know, even if it, 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 God's going to be faithful, he's going to give you at least one per day. And if he gives that to you, rejoice in it, okay? And so, remember the message from last week, Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament was the, the, the Lord, the Spirit of God was writing through him concerning the way that the people had begun to doubt God and how they had begun to engender words of strife in their life, and how um, they were even saying things that would question what God had promised and, and perhaps how he had let them down. And we, uh, we looked at right in the middle of that, God said, I'm asking you to write a book of remembrance. I am with you in it, and I'm listening to what you're doing with this. And then from that point, God said 
And you can read this for yourself. It's not a very long book, or you can listen to the message from last week or do both. God said, I'm forming you through this. I'm making something beautiful out of you through this. And then the next thing is, is our words of breakthrough and words of how God is going to show himself strong. And so this is a good thing for us to be doing just as a, as a measure of thanks. As the worship team was saying today, we need to be thankful every day. That's so thankfulness is a springboard into the next thing God wants to do. You should remember that. It really is. Praise looks forward into that new thing. You praise ahead. So many people think that praise is just a reflection of what God has done, but really praise is shooting the arrow of the Lord forward. Praise waits for you in Zion, the Bible says. But thanks and thanksgiving is that platform upon which miracles happen. And so we need to engender a thankful spirit, a thankfulness before the Lord. And I think that that's one of the main factors of this book of remembrance because it's positioning us on solid ground to remember what God has said, what he has done, how he has led us. And that is something that we all need. Do you know how much God loves you? I mean, what, what it is that you're facing right now is, as Les said, life moves along quickly. Listen, I mean, <laughs> I, was, I, was in the, I was at in the, I was at a place the other day that had senior adult discounts. And this little girl was the checkout person, and she said, uh, do, do you want, and she just kind of stumbled a little bit, she, do you want the senior's discount? And I thought, well, yeah. <laughs> I had that mixed moment. I'm going to save some money here. And then I thought, man, is it that obvious that I'm an old timer now? You know, life moves along quickly, but God is with you in every point of it. And where there is a challenge, God makes a way through it. And we're going to go into the word here. I'm not just I'm spinning wheels. I really feel that the Spirit of the Lord is doing some incredible things in this house today, in your life. And God has already speaking some, spoken some words of encouragement and some words of, uh, of inspiration to you to believe for miracle. And we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 9 today. And that won't be hard for you to find in your Bible, plus we'll project it up there um, on the screen. But before we do, I feel like we need to reiterate that faithfulness of God in all of our lives and, and ask him again. Uh, well, maybe not ask him again. We've already asked him. But affirm that he has done great things. He has preserved us. We have a fruitful future. And that if there's anything that the Spirit of the Lord wants to do today to break the chains of bondage or to, or, to, or to cause somebody to gain uh, a victory, we want to believe for that, don't we? Amen. So I know you've all settled in for a, a nice uh, sermon nap, but I'm going to ask you to stand, and I want you to just, just go ahead and stand. <laughs> like you're contemplating, okay, I'm going to debate whether I'm going to stand or not because I don't know what he's going to ask me to do. I want you to just go to somebody near you and just gently lay your hand on them, and I'm going to pray, 
and we're going to be in agreement, okay? So go ahead and do that. Everybody, whether you know them or not, there's, there's no, I know everybody in this place now, so there aren't any odd people. Well, maybe a little bit odd, but Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today that you order our pathway. No one is here by accident today. You have ordained and guided our steps. And so in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we lay hands upon our brother and our sister, and we ask that the Spirit of the Lord would move within them in the name of Jesus from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. We ask that the fire of the Most High God would move through their body, through their soul, through their spirit, and that you would eradicate the spirit of fear, that you would eradicate the spirit of weakness, that you would come and show yourself strong against any enemy that would come against. And in Jesus' name, we speak deliverance. We speak healing. We speak freedom. We speak provision. We ask you, Father, that you would do what your Spirit has ordained from the foundation of the world to be done in the life of our brother and sister today. And, Father, we, we rebuke the devourer now. We rebuke that whatever enemy force or circumstance might be trying to ensnare. We rebuke that thing now, and we speak, let God arise and let those enemies be scattered. So we vanquish sickness now. Whatever form it may be taking, we vanquish any kind of assignment that would be coming against the brothers and sisters that are in this house. And we proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is our Redeemer. Jesus is our Healer. Jesus is our Provider. And we declare that now in his wonderful and mighty name. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus. Let's just say that to end. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. As I said, if you would turn in your Bible to the book of Genesis, chapter 9. Any of you who are unfamiliar with the Bible, you, it's the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. And we're going to continue with the theme of remembering today. Um, and as I said earlier last week, God put us on a course of action through the end of this month to individually be writing down a book of remembrance for your life before the Lord. But as I have been studying every day, just in my devotions, not, not studying to prepare a message or to put together outlines for some other place. Um, I've been looking through all the remembrances in the Bible. And one of the things that stood out to me is how many times the Bible says that God remembers. And God does. Do you know that? 
God remembers. And today we're going to look at how God spoke to Noah and combined God remembering and the covenant. So we're here in Genesis chapter 9. We're going to begin reading at verse 8. God spoke unto Noah and said to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember, that I may remember, the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Heavenly Father, I ask your blessing upon your word. We're so thankful to have it. And I pray that whatever you want to communicate to this people and to our Saints Network family around the world who are joining with us today, um, I, I speak that we would be open to hear and that your word would find its place in the area of our life that you know we need it most, which is why you sent it. And so we open ourselves now. We ask that the spirit of truth would guide us and let us be ready and willing to understand what your word is saying today. And we thank you for it, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When you study about God remembering, you find out how many times God links that in the Old Testament with his covenant. And again, if you study about covenants, you find that there are, you know, Bible scholars will say there are anywhere between 9 and 12 covenants, specific covenants that are mentioned in the Old Testament. Of course, we Because of Jesus Christ our Lord, we're members of the new covenant, and it's found uh, as a result of his sacrifice at Calvary, and um, that blood and that body are that new covenant with him, and we're forever grateful for that. But in the Old Testament, a covenant was formed in a, a couple of ways. The actual word means to go between, and it, it, it has as its root in a sacrifice of an animal cutting the animal in, in half, 
And it also extends to sitting down, wh whether the animal will be for, for sacrifice before the Lord or for a, a meal, a fellowship. But the covenant is, is involved in that type of thing, and very readily, that God is in the midst. You remember that really unusual story about Abraham when God let him out of, from the midst of his uh, family, and God had him cut in pieces a, a ram and a goat and, and a cow. And then he had a, a, a turtle dove and a young, uh, a young uh, pigeon there. And God said, don't cut up the birds, but you cut up this, these other three animals. And there's a message in that in itself. But in the midst of that unusual sign, God came down in the midst and formed that covenant with Abraham. So what does that mean for us? Well, let's talk about what a covenant might mean for us. In the first place, God has made a covenant with every one of you. And he sacrificed himself, and that is the essence of all that we can do in him. Without, without Jesus, we have no way to know the Father. But we, we know that God is in the midst of that place of sacrifice. And God is in the midst of that place of fellowship. The covenant wasn't just a signed agreement. The covenant wasn't just you, you know, like you, you come and have a contract and you write your name and somebody else writes their name and there's a notary or some official that pronounces that they've witnessed that. You know, those are binding in our legal system here. But a covenant wasn't just a signatory. A covenant was a bond where you accept a responsibility. And on the other hand, God is there, and he accepts responsibility, and he's in the midst, and you're fellowshipping with him, and you know that this is what God is wanting. You, you, there's, there's an indelible point of promise in him that you commit yourself to. Covenant is, a, is an indelible bond because it's based upon his sacrifice for you and your willingness to embrace the sacrifice, him being there with you. And, and I would say that for, for the people in this room, we all have entered into covenant with the Lord. Now, again, I mentioned earlier that we're part of the new covenant in the New Testament through Jesus. We, we thank God for that. I am not taking away from that at all. But what I'm pointing at is what is required of a person in a covenant, even in the new covenant. You know, God's Old Testament provides types for us and patterns for us and lessons for us that then from that law, grace through Jesus makes those principles alive. So what is a covenant with you? Is a covenant, does it change? Can, can you enter into a covenant with God for your divine divinely apportioned identity and then get tired of it and say, oh, I want to trade this covenant in for a new one. No, you don't. I mean, you, you are, when you enter into a covenant with God, he remembers that. How many times did we see here in God's words to Noah, covenant, 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 covenant. I remember the covenant. You know, God didn't say I remember the promise, even though he does. He remembers the covenant, what you entered into an agreement with. 
His promises are wonderful. They're eternal. But they only really have meaning for you if you agree and accept them and enter into covenant with him. And, and so uh, it is a relationship with God. It's a wonderful thing that God remembers. And so, as I said, we, we read through the Old Testament and we find God say, I remember the covenant I made with David. I remember the covenant I made with Abraham. I remember the covenant that I made with Levi. I re- and God says those things. I remember. That's a wonderful thing to know that God remembers. Of course, he, he doesn't forget anything. He's not like us. He's the ancient of days, but he hasn't lost his memory. He's not on any medication. He's not on any of those fancy pills you can buy on TV that make you remember your neighbor's name. You know, you, you don't... <laughs> Sometimes I laugh at the commercials that I see when the news is on, you know. But anyway, God remembers, and he knows you, but he remembers the covenant. If you made a covenant with God, if God has called you to something, if you have engaged in the promise and you say, yes, Lord, I will be this for you. I know that you have spoken. I know that this is what you are doing. You are God. You change not. You are not as a man who lies. You will not change your mind on a thing. And, and remember, we've taught about God repenting and what that means. But this is, that was no indication that God changed his motive or what he was trying to do. So I guess what I'm saying it is, as you are going through this point of remembrance, and you're writing down things that in your times of prayer or in your times when the Spirit, when you met with the Lord and you knew that you knew that the Spirit said this and you said, yes, Lord, or you you noted that, God is wanting you to remember because He remembers. And God moves on the basis of that covenant agreement with you. Now, I know many of you. I've been your pastor for a long, long time. And I know that you have stood strong on behalf of what God has placed before you. No matter what's come against you, you have remained faithful to the Lord. You have not changed horses in mid in mid Selah. You have not you have not abandoned ship. You have remained faithful. And God notes that. You know, the Bible says whatever is without faith is sin. Whatever, whatever is without that covenant agreement where God is speaking to you from his throne, if, if you're not doing that, you're missing the mark. I don't want to miss the mark, do you? So when, when I read these words from Noah, and there are many places that I could have chosen from the Scripture where you've got rem- God remembering in the covenant, God said that we would be in the days of Noah at the time of the end. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was a kid, we used to always hear sermons, and they were good about the rapture. And I, about the only way that I would uh, interpret as a kid growing up in church, the days of Noah, it was always in regard to, you know, the world's going to get rough, but God's going to take us away. The waters of the flood are going to carry us to victory. That, that's a good message. But I never really thought in my lifetime I would ever see the things that I see happening in our world today. I mean, the, the, the sinfulness 
that, um, that we see around us, without being judgmental, just, just seeing that, dear God, this is being openly put forward in public, and, and uh, it just seems to be everywhere. You see the days of Noah around you. And so Jesus said that as it was in the days of Noah, so will the end be, and that has many ramifications. But for us, the principal thing that I feel the Lord wants to say today is that you have entered into covenant with God, and God remembers that. Now, we also recognize that God speaks about that sign in the heavens, which would be the seven colors of the rainbow, not the six that the world is, is heralding, but the seven covered, uh, colors of the rainbow. And God said, when you see that, I want you to remember my covenant. This is my covenant for the earth. So God had a covenant with Noah, but he also was engaging in a covenant agreement for the earth. Do you know that, that in French they say to arc de ciel, they call it that, but, but the word bow in, in the original Hebrew that's translated here is also the word that is readily used for the bow and arrow. So not only does that bow represent what God wants to do on the earth, it represents his seven spirits, but it also represents the fact that God is in control and he's wanting to send his arrows, his sons, to do his bidding throughout the earth. So you have... Noah with his covenant with God, what God promised him, and then you have this covenant that God releases for the earth that we are participating in as we reach into the many nations around the world. But I bring it back to this for you. Don't forget what God has done in your life. Don't forget what he has promised. Don't forget what you've entered into a point of agreement and covenant with God to do. There's power in that. God doesn't change. Even if it's been 20, 20 years ago, you remember God having a, a time with you where you knew this is what God is saying. It brought a point of identity and awakening to your life. And his word came alive and he said, I want to do this through you and you committed to this. We've lived that kind of progression in God. God hasn't forgotten about that. And you know what? He's not finished with that yet. And so as you're writing down every day the things that God has done, it's like those old, uh, our hearts remember all those wonderful choruses and those songs. I remember the one that Andre Crouch wrote in the 70s, to God be the glory for the things he has done. And so many of the hymns that we grew up singing speak about remembering what God has done. And you need to remember that, not just from the standpoint of, of not being forgetful, even though that's important, but there's something God is doing in this. There's something that he, it's like what Micah said. He is, in, in Micah 3, he is hearkening to it. He's paying attention and he's listening. God is with you in this as you write that book of remembrance. That's what God asked those people to do. Because it is reminding you of what you are in him, but mostly what he is in you. He is not a man that he would lie. He is in a covenant agreement with you.
And God remembers that. Now, I'm, I'm just going to draw this to a close by saying there are individual points of identity in that. Things that God has said to you, every one of us are different. Every one of us are different parts of his body. Every one of us have different callings and abilities. And God speaks to us in regard to them. And it's a precious thing to, to recognize that God put you on this earth for a purpose. And, and he, he wants you to fulfill what he put you here to be and to do. But we also, as a church and as a, uh, as a network of, of folks around the world, have a common identity, a common covenant to go to the places that God has opened up, and he has opened up so many, and, and to teach the people there about prayer, to teach the people there about who they're to be in God as sons, to, to teach the people about their relationship with God, that he's not just sitting on the throne in a faraway eternity and you launch your prayer requests to him. That, you know, that's what so many people think God is, and he's faithful to hear those prayers. I'm not diminishing that. He wants so much more for us, from us. And Jesus said, I've come so that you might know the Father. I, I've come to redeem you, to bring you back to him. And that is something that we have as a mission from him when he opens a door in so many different places to go there and to teach that message and to impart that. That's, a, that's a, a corporate covenant, and God remembers that. It's not old. In fact, it's just beginning. And so I end with this. Be faithful this week to continue every day to spend time before the Lord, specifically, almost like an appointment, to say, Father, I, I, I ask your Holy Spirit to bring to remembrance what you have wanted to share between me and you today. Uh, remind me of something that we encountered together, what you promised, what I promised you. And you don't have to write 50 paragraphs, but don't be like me. Sometimes I'll, I'll write a, a, a quick phrase, and I think, oh, I'll remember that. And then later on I'm looking at this, and oh, wait a second. What is that I wrote there? Make sure you write it legibly. It may mean it may have perfect, perfect uh, <laughs> meaning to you when you write it, but, um, but but again, you don't have to write the Gettysburg Address with each one of those points either. Uh, but write it legibly and write it so that you can look back at it and say, "Yes, I remember what that is." And then spend uh, some minutes with God, giving Him thanks for that and letting letting Him remind you of that point of covenant agreement that you entered into. And again, this is something that I believe God has asked us to do here to the end of this month of May. And I believe that it's for a very specific purpose. Uh, it's a springboard into what is immediately before us. 
Now, I want to end by, again, speaking a word of, of confidence and assurity to you. Um, there are so many things that are threatening people today. I don't need to tell you that. You know, how many times do we keep hearing about new surges of COVID or some other kind of illness that's cropping up, or whether it's monkeypox or whatever it is that seems to be spreading? That's a weird word. We don't want that. I speak blessing over all of you and protection. But if, if you're not careful, you could just walk in fear of everything. And then peer, fear has torment and you just are paralyzed. And we, we don't want that. But, but I will say this, as it was in the days of Noah, so is the time we're in. Keep walking in the covenant between God and you, what he has promised you as an individual, what you are to be with him as an individual, and what he has given to us to do, which is fruitful and multiplying throughout the world right now. In fact, there's so many open doors and so many things that we're being asked to do and we're grateful to do them. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's just, you know, you know the time is short and we work because the time is short. But uh, remember the covenant. God looks and remembers the covenant. And he is not going to... He's not going to allow anything to keep you from fulfilling what he put you on this earth to do. You're not going to be, it's appointed unto you once to die and after that the judgment. God is ordaining that. COVID is not ordaining that. Monkeypox is not ordaining that. Nuclear war is not controlling that. Sickness is not controlling that. God is in charge of that. And God is looking at the covenant. Trust in him. Trust that covenant. God is over all things. Many are the afflictions that come against the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. You are a covenant people through Jesus Christ. You are a covenant people through God your Father. Trust in that, and God will direct you. So, again, for the, I don't know how many times I've said this, <laughs> be faithful this week to continue to, just in your own journaling, write the remembrance of what God has promised, what God has said, and don't, don't, uh, don't let a day pass without doing that. And, and as you write it down, Give him thanks. You're, you're going to be enthused. You're going to be infused with his strength and his presence. And uh, it's, it's better to remember what God has said than to, um, than to pay so much attention to what the world is saying that you just live with trepidation. It's, and I, I, did, I think I already said I ended. I think I, I, think I almost already said that I was ending. That's, that's, that should be a Leviticus verse. When the pastor or the priest says, I'm concluding, trust not in his words. <laughs> but I really, I really am ending. Um, I, I believe that this is going to be a source of strength for, for each of us. And it's, again, going to be a springboard into what's ahead. Whose report will you believe? We believe the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? 
Who has believed our report? The arm of the Lord is revealed on your behalf. So, in order for you to believe the report, you got to remember the report. And so that's, I believe, one of the things that God is doing, and his arm is going to show himself strong. So, Today, Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, and we thank you for this wonderful, um, this wonderful series of days that you've given to us to walk in remembrance with you. And of course, we are born-again believers. We, we are the body of Christ. We're walking according to the new covenant with you. We're thankful for that. But it is still a covenant. And so we operate on behalf of the laws of the covenant which are established in your word. And so we know you remember those things. So we are writing them down. And we are writing them down as your spirit directs us, as you guide us. Be with us every day as we do this. Let us have times of fellowship with you that are beyond anything we've ever known. You want this. And we speak that into our life right now. We, we affirm our commitment through the remainder of this week. And let us come together again next week to triumph on Communion Sunday, rejoicing at what you have said, what you have promised, and what you're going to do. So let that mind be in all of us. And let us be as your people in these unusual days but days of triumph. For this, Father, we thank you. And again, we ask it all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God's good. Isn't he? Amen. All right. Thank you for being here. Don't forget the book of remembrance every day. And before you go, please be sure to Tell Ruth and Sam how happy we've been to have them here today.